The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, it's, it's just a little snippet of a gospel passage uh, that we get today. Just a few verses uh, from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And uh, I, don't, I feel the need to emphasize uh, the significance of the Sermon on the Mount. I think we're, we're likely not as familiar with it uh, as, we, as we ought to be, and myself included. Um, I do have kind of lofty ambition of memorizing the entire Sermon on the Mount. It's only really, it's only three chapters in the, in the Gospel of Matthew. Um, but I, as soon as I say that now, now I'm scared because I know that there are a handful of people, well, most of you probably could do it quicker than I, but there are, there are a handful of people probably going to do it before, before I do and then hold me to account. So um, I would like to, I would like to. Because look, I mean, why, why is that the case? It's because this is, this is Jesus's head-on teaching to his people. Yeah, so, I mean, this, ha- this has the, the significance of us, uh, for us, as uh, the Ten Commandments would have had to the people of Israel. Now, it's a, it's a bit longer, right? So that, that might discourage you, but, um, uh, but I think that we should be, I think we should be reading it with, with some frequency and not simply as it comes up in the, you know, the, the three-year cycle of, of our lectionary readings. But anyway, here, here it is. It's, uh, it's, it, again, it's, it's, ma- it's massive in its, in its significance, the Sermon on the Mount, and any number of things are, are, are happening, right, that offer us, you know, context, a, a really significant context uh, toward, to understand what, what Jesus is doing here. Um, and, we, and we can look at any number of, of parts of, of the Sermon on the Mount to see what's going on. But I think, you know, of primary significance um, is the fact that Jesus has called this people to himself. Yeah, and uh, um, we, as, as we make our way through the Sermon on the Mount, we see a lot of Israel-type imagery. And, and this passage is uh, exactly in line with that. This is, there's a lot of Israel imagery. There's actually a lot of temple imagery just in this, in this short passage that gives us some sense of what Jesus wants to accomplish in that people that he has gathered to himself. So do you, do you know, like I have to say, I have to say it. Jesus, ha- Jesus has called a people to himself. All right, well, you say, yeah, you've already said that. Yeah, okay, fine. But I want to emphasize the point. Jesus called a people to himself. So there, are, there is a group of people gathered with Jesus to, to hear his instruction. That means that also there are a lot of people who did not hear his instruction. In the same way that, you know, to, today, this gospel passage is, is being proclaimed in, in every Catholic church um, in, in the world, or most every Catholic church, there are probably reasons why it wouldn't be in some, but 
Jesus has gathered that particular people to himself. Not everybody hears this passage this weekend. Jesus is instructing people who are gathered together as his disciples. And it's, and it's the transformation that he wants to affect in, in their lives that is going to make a difference in the world. It's not as though we take this passage and, and just say, and just blurt it out there and say, hey, this is how we're supposed to live. Like, this is, this is good advice. In fact, it's, if you were to take it outside of the intimate personal relationship that we're called to have with Christ Jesus, it's not good. It, it would not be good advice at all. Right? The idea that Jesus is, in, Jesus is saying, your light must shine before others, and that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. Yeah, I mean, how could this, how could this exist outside of our relationship with Christ who lights up our lives? Yet to instruct someone to say, you know, you, you have to perform in this way in order that. I mean, this, is, this just ends up being the source of a lot of condemnation, right? So this, this is not good advice. This is good news. And it's good news because it's happening in Jesus. And he's intending to light his people up so that they can be part of his same salt and light mission uh, in the world. Okay, so let me just, let me look at this under um, just a couple of brief aspects because I think that, you know, we, we, we take for granted, I think we, we hear it so often, you know, familiarity breeds contempt, right? It's like, uh, we, we get it, salt, salt and light, salt and light, salt and light. Now, I mean, if it, I'm, I'm quite thankful to have that drilled into your head such that when you see those, when you see cars driving around with salt life, you might think, oh, maybe that person's Christian. No, they're not. They're just hippies. But anyway, <laughs> sorry for any of you who have it on there. But uh, it's, no, look, it's, uh, your imagination matters. Do you know? So if you see it, maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll, you know, um, co-opt that, that sticker for ourselves and make it about Christianity instead of the beach. Not, there's nothing wrong with the beach, okay? But um, in fact, the, the beach is, is quite glorious, even though uh, I myself prefer to not be around sand. But this is, this is we're running, we're running aground here pretty quickly. Um, yeah, okay, so salt, salt of the earth and light of the world. Salt is, um, you know, I was inspired to do something of a, a medium dive on, on salt this weekend. It's, it's terribly interesting. Uh, the, the way, of course, you know that salt preserves. Yeah, we, we know salt preserves. Salt uh, gives, gives zest and it enhances the flavor of the particular thing that it, that it seasons, right? That's, that's significant as I'm looking at one of our resident chefs, you know, you know what salt is. And, uh, and certainly in the, um, uh, in the covenant where, uh, sorry, in the, how do we say, in the preparation of, of, uh, of kosher foods where uh, blood and meat would have to be separated, salt plays also uh, a vital role in the kosher process for, um, for faithful Jews. We might, we might not know that every sacrifice presented in the temple would, would have to be uh, presented with salt. And we might not have heard of the salt covenant, a covenant that God makes with, with David that is meant to be an enduring covenant. Yeah, so in, in this sense, we have not, not only the idea of, okay, the way that we use salt in foods, but the way that God intends us to use salt in sacrifice. Very significant. Yeah, I, I come back around. And then, of course, uh, light. Light also is, is a temple theme. Uh, we see the, you know, the, the festival of lights and, and its, um, its connection with, with the temple of God, of course, a, a temple theme, but, but more of, I would say, a horizontal orientation than the vertical orientation of salt. If, if salt is about sacrifice, 
then, then light is more about service. But this is, this, is a, this is a temple theme, and this is, of course, what is the temple? It's the meeting place of God and man. It's, it's where heaven and earth are um, ex- experience their, their greatest overlap. And the, the intention is that, uh, you know, man coming to the temple, offering himself in, in sacrifice to God, receives from him his, his own life, the life of heaven, so that he can be about the work of, of bringing heaven to earth, right? This is, the temple, then, is the place where God infiltrates the world, right? It by, so, and then another way to look at it is to say, God, God renews his people so that they can get about the work of the restoration of creation. And this is what, this is what we see in, in the uh, exhortation to be salt and light. And, you know, it's not for nothing, of course, that, that God I- intends to bring about his kingdom of holiness and justice, he intends to bring about a kingdom in which right relationship is restored between him and his people, and that's, ho- that, that's in some broad sense. This is holiness, and then that his people will be about the work of, of raising the world such that you know, the, the parts fit together appropriately and all this kind of thing, and uh, people can live in, in harmony, uh, peoples can live in harmony, uh, and the like. This is, this is what God is, um, this is what God wants Right, this, this world of peace with, with humans being both vertically aligned and, and also horizontally aligned. This is, the, this is then the exhortation. And how, so how do, we, how do we get to that? How do we get to that goal? We get to that goal by living out ourselves lives of worship and service, or lives of prayer and love. Yeah, so the salt aspect yeah, is more about our worship. And it's about offering everything we have and everything we are in worship. So if we, if we start to look at salt as having that special place in, in the enduring covenant that God makes with his people, then when he says, you are the salt of the earth, we might imagine that we are to make an offering of everything that has been entrusted to our care. It's absolutely right. I mean, this is, and this is just not, say, a, a scriptural reflection. This is a reflection on the common priesthood of the, of the baptized. Right? In, in our baptism, we are made to be priest, prophet, and king. Right? And who are priests? Priests are those who, who offer sacrifice to God on behalf of the people, right? on behalf of all, or on behalf of the world. And th- that's us. We're called to make that offering of everything that God entrusts to our care. We have to turn it over to him and dedicate it to him for his purposes. Right? Everything you have and everything you are, nothing falls outside the plan of God. Everything you have and everything you are is to be turned over to him in, that, in the sacrifice. And, we do, and this, this, is, this is what we do here. We come together to celebrate the Mass where the eternal high priest, Christ Jesus, is offering himself to his Father so that we, so that we offer ourselves through and with and in Jesus to God. So everything we have and everything we are is brought forward in offering here so that we can turn our, turn our lives and our hearts over to God in that pleasing sacrifice of his son. Then, we, then from him, we receive the strength that we need, the grace, the love that we need in order to go out and be about his work of restoring his world with justice. Yeah? So he, he's calling us to offer everything. We're the salt of the earth. Yeah? We, we, are, we are the people who are to preserve the world, of course. right? We're, we're the people who are to... to to hold back corruption. We're the people who, who are supposed to give, I don't know, zest, flavor to, to life, right? Where, wherever we are, 
And, we're, and we are the people who are to turn everything we, that's entrusted to us by God over to him. We're to, we're to live as light as well, right? We're to have light. Light makes a big difference in the darkness, right? Light exposes evil. Light gives, um, the, op- light gives the opportunity for, for orientation to all that is good. Light lights the way, right? And Christians are meant also to light the way. Okay, so you have this, you have this sense of what, we're supposed to be, of what we're supposed to be about. Let me just, let me just say one, one little additional word. Think back to uh, the first reading that we had where we see uh, the, inter- the interaction of light and our deeds, really uh, our thoughts, our words, and our deeds, right? And we think that if, you know, light shines, uh, that God intends his light to shine through us in every practical way, right? So this isn't um, the sense, oh yeah, well, you know, like I'm, I'm filled with love, right? I, I, it's, it's so easy, like I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm isolated here at the, at the pulpit, like I'm filled with love for everybody. Just don't come near me. <laughs> you know, like you might find you might find something else, right? No, this is not, right. It's what matters is love in every in love in everything. So love that both inspires and animates and sustains every good work. Yeah. Now, again, this is it's it's um it's a task that is it's too far beyond us. And the good news of this passage isn't that you know we, we're called to live this salt and light life, a, a light that a, a life that you know is is not um, attainable or achievable for us uh, of our own resources, our own strength, our own wisdom. What the the good news of this passage is that you have been chosen by Christ. That's the good news of this passage, right? And he he says here, you are the salt of the earth. Yeah, you are you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. We have this line that that we throw around in in seminary a little bit. We say, God um, God does not call the qualified; He qualifies the called. Right? It's and look, I, I don't know if we have to dig into so much of our life story to know that He's not called the qualified. You know, He didn't do it with me. Not qualified, but he qualifies the called. Yeah, so in this sense, he, he's gathering us as his chosen people. I will say, let me say this as well. I have to be, I have to be reminded of this, and God, this is, this is a God-given reality. The past, I think, two or three times that I've been to confession, the priest has said to me, Father, because I have to tell him I'm a priest, yeah? Okay, so becomes a little bit more difficult. You know, it's like, uh, I'm a priest, sorry, I know I'm letting us all down. You know, it's like, it's like I didn't, you know, I'm sorry, Father, but I'm also a priest, it's not looking good. Um, say he, and and different, different guys actually have said to me, Father, it's not you who chose Jesus, it's Jesus who chose you. Right, because of course, I'm inclined to think that the world revolves around me. And yeah, I'm letting it. I'm letting the team down. I'm letting every priest, all that kind of thing, right? I'm I'm ruining the plan of God. I'm ruining the plan of God. And He's saying, you don't have that power. <laughs> you know, you can be down on your knees in repentance, but you don't have the power. You know, you don't have the power to pull this thing off the tracks. It's not. It's not going to happen. 
And remember, it's not your choice. So in the, in the sense that, you know, it's, it's, not you, it's not like you bear the weight of the world. You don't. He chose you. And he knew what he was doing when he chose you. And now he's in the process of renewing you. Right? Now he's in the process of renewing that covenant, his enduring covenant, so that you can live to him in all things and you can bring his love to life where you are. Right? This, is, this is our task. And it's, like I said, it's, it's good news. Jesus has chosen us. Jesus is renewing us. Yeah, we have to dedicate ourselves to him. In order to, in order to receive this great gift of God, we have to entrust ourselves to him. Right? Just part of receiving it is to say, yeah, okay, Lord, I'm receiving everything from you, but I'm dedicating myself to you and to your purposes. I will live for you because you, because you have drawn me clear. Now, you, you have saved me. You have rescued me, and you've rescued me for your, for, for your purposes. You've rescued me so that I could be about your work of holiness and justice, building your kingdom by worship and service. Yeah, so this, this is it. Jesus is lighting the light. Jesus is renewing our saltiness, right? He's the one who's giving meaning and purpose to our own little lives. And he's giving us the strength and sustenance that we need to be about his work of holiness and justice by, out, by our habits of prayer and love this day.